Hi, hey, hello everybody. FPL teacher here, bringing you Arsenal 1, Manchester City 3. We look at how Arsenal ultimately did well in their own right to challenge their visitors, the champions for the title, ultimately falling short to a key set of substitutions from Pep Guardiola that decided the contest here. Arsenal's 4-2-3-1, or at least their 4-3-3 variant, was lacking a crucial component in the form of Thomas Partey. Instead, direct replacement Jorginho filled in, and the key difference here was that the 4-3-3 that had Thomas Partey in it had a lot less influential space, at least in terms of what Jorginho could cover. Now, What was lacking in legs was definitely added in terms of passing quality. So Jorginho basically found the likes of Odegaard at will, considering the fact that Nketiah was constantly up against Ruben Diaz 1v1. So really what we saw was Arsenal really turn up the pressure at the Emirates, where in the opening stages of the half, the likes of Gabriel Martinelli and Granit Xhaka continuously pressurised City's right side, dispossessing them successfully on a couple of occasions just to cross for the likes of Nketiah to take shots. Now this back and forth contest was further fueled by the fact that Alexander Zinchenko, one of the most technical players on the pitch, could actually employ not just his runs but also his dribbling ability to help set his teammates up for crosses and shots. Now, in this particular case, Zinchenko in the first half opted to cross more into the box aiming for Nketiah's standing jump because Nketiah now we have known has established a new dimension in his attack in terms of his aerial ability. And this was where Nketiah basically runs on the blind side of Diaz, opting to go up against Ake at the very last minute and that was exactly where he won his headers. Now this was further exaggerated by the fact that they took advantage of City's auxiliary left-back Bernardo Silva. Initially having Bukayo Saka on that side, they basically tried to have him 1v1 in isolation and it only took till the stroke of half time to get Bernardo Silva booked. So essentially Arsenal had this 15-minute dominance between half time and the 60th minute mark before Guardiola made his substitutions where Arsenal unfortunately failed to take advantage. For FPL purposes however, we know that Arsenal are at least philosophically a side that will adapt to their challenges set out in front of them. Recognizing different areas of dominance across the pitch, really Arsenal's plan A right now revolves around pinpointing tactical weaknesses across the pitch and maximizing them to full effect. This also just probably means that the likes of Odegaard, Saka especially, and Martinelli will continue to set themselves up to be in the best positions rather than wait for their manager to make a proactive decision. And this bodes well for their longevity across their game time, especially Concerning for Martinelli, who is likely to get 60 minutes or 30 minutes depending on how well he rotates with Trossard, but at the very least, we know that when they are on the pitch, they are there to maximise their best traits. (music) 
Manchester City, who had a slight nuance to the usual 3-2-5 setup, simply because compared to the last game week, at least mid- midweek game against Aston Villa, where they took turns having the central defensive midfielder as one of the attacking midfielders alongside Rodri. But this time round, Pep Guardiola decided to use a permanent player in the form of Bernardo Silva. This meant that Bernardo basically played the Rico Lewis role, defending as a fullback and attacking as a midfielder. Now, this operated with the purpose of ensuring that City's front five remain permanent. KDB was the second striker alongside Erling Haaland, so instead of a 3-2-4-1, they looked more like a 3-2-3-2. So, abandoning the box formation and switching into basically a diamond, we saw the likes of Grealish and Mares isolate themselves 1v1 against Arsenal fullbacks, but really, this did not bear fruit a lot simply because Jorginho helped Arsenal maintain more possession than City would have liked. Now in the second half, Pep Guardiola preached patience and did something that he usually wouldn't do. He kept a system flawed and even though weaker against Arsenal's initial setup, just for a crucial 15 minutes, just to ensure that his tactical substitutions would not allow for Arsenal to react. By bringing Akanji on and shifting Ake to left back, firstly, it curbed the weakness of the 1v1 Ruben Diaz had against Nketiah. Secondly, Ake was now squared up against Bukayo Saka instead of Bernardo Silva. Thirdly, Bernardo Silva most crucially shifted over to right wing, replacing Riyad Mahrez. Bernardo Silva basically has the legs and the technical ability to mark defenders 1v2 and this was exactly what he did here. At times he would press up aggressively alongside Kevin De Bruyne to pressure Arsenal's back four. At times he would sit back in line with Kevin De Bruyne once again just to cut passes out and to ensure that Arsenal's weakest link, their left side, were prevented from reaching Granit Zaka, also their weakest ball receiver. Immediately after the substitution, Bernardo made his impact known, feeding Erling Haaland straight away. But really, he needed to do it in the 69th minute, the 72nd, and the 82nd minute, and all of a sudden, City were 3-0 up. Now, for FPL purposes, once again, clashes between big sides rely on moments, and Bernardo Silva was almost certainly the provider of these moments. Now, it's difficult to say who usually benefits from all of this, as the likes of Erling Haaland, Kevin De Bruyne and Cole eventually shown through City's usual plan A. Kevin De Bruyne's right half-space run once again set Erling Haaland for a brilliant finish, and it just goes to show that all you have to do, at least when dealing with big games, is just to sit and wait and allow the managers to come up with the plans and let the players do their thing. This titanic clash provided a platform in terms of incentive for Arsenal to continue to innovate. This time round, without Martinelli being particularly effective in attack, at least we know now that Arsenal are almost certainly forced to evolve as City alongside a few other sides prior to this game have shown ways of stifling Arsenal successfully. Having said that, it has also highlighted Arsenal's best players. Bukayo Saka, 
and Martin Odegaard will continue to generate chances on their own by being extremely adaptive on the pitch, while the likes of Trossard and Edin Ketia will continue to be in the box or at least within shooting range roughly to, pri- to profit sorry, of these creative players. This is FPL Teacher who will quickly start the review of Game Week 24 in 24 hours time.